All right, welcome. We're here. I guess we're technically calling this the review show. Uh, Paul, we're never that good at naming names. Like, you know, some of these podcasts <laughs> or these focus groups, they spend thousands of dollars. Um, when we started the Steelers show, we are like, what should we name it? The Steelers podcast. So that's what we named it. And this review thing, I don't know. I, I, I haven't had time to think. So I guess we're reviewing stuff. So let's just call it the review show, right? It's Chris, Joe, and Paul watched a thing. Yeah, watch, watch, <laughs> watch a thing. All right. Oh <laughs> man, see that's where it gets. That's then it's less descriptive. That also can be a little bit weird as a title, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's the other thing. Um, I've listened, and that's why I came up with this idea. It's fun to you know riff on stuff, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, some of these shows only. Um, watch bombs, like awful things that you know no one should ever watch again. But I think we've kind of crossed the gamut. We've watched Titanic 2, which should be burned and never watched again. Uh, mm-hmm. We've watched Sledgehammer, which we like, but we acknowledge that A, it's probably never coming back because of you know where we're at in 2021, the police relations. It would have and, to look totally different. Right. And yeah. sec- secondly, uh, I know maybe two or three other people on this planet that also like Sledgehammer, so it's a very limited audience. You know what I mean? So I, I guess it's a bomb that way where we we can appreciate it, but not everyone else likes it. Um, let's say it's and we really thought cool. that, and we thought oh. that Alan Spencer was going to be very interested yes. in talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because he was lively on Twitter for sure. This right. Week. <laughs> right. You'll have to check. And I'm going to start putting my Twitter address out there on the podcast notes so you can connect me on Twitter. Um, it's Chris P3. Um, well, we only do audience. You won't see on the video screen. Um, I got me, uh, what do you call it? I requested Alan to come on the show. I was hoping that maybe he had some of his sledgehammer buddies on speed dial. And I thought it was a negotiating piece in the Middle East, guys. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I probably didn't tweet correctly or maybe i missed the cue but i i don't know well i feel like it started when you uh you tagged uh david the what's it, how to it, reshape uh you you tagged him and so one of uh, mr spencer's first responses was i don't think that's the real that's not verified as the actual david reshape so that <laughs> that's where that's where that started. Alan should count uh, his lucky stars that he is verified because you know I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's going on? And Alan's like, yeah, I'm doing commentary for some horror movies, and it's movies I've never heard of before. And Alan, I understand. I mean, it's a tough time in life. I know there's not a lot of stuff going on entertainment wise because of COVID. I'm not making fun of you. And I made some detours in life. Maybe I could have been further along than I currently am now. So I'm not ripping on Alan Spencer. But, dude, he's like, why don't you review this or this? I'm like, ah. He's just asking us to review things. Like, it's not a bad thing. If we reviewed (laughs) more of his things, he probably would come on if if we didn't rag on all of them. Right, but but we're taking this wild detour. I mean, okay, we watched Titanic <laughs> 2. We did that because, hey, we're married. We've all watched Titanic with our significant others. So we decided to make fun of Titanic 2. We've had experience with such. I mean, we're not just, you know, thumbing through a book and saying, oh, whatever we end up on, we're going to watch, and we never heard of it before. We, we've got some relationship with the stuff we're reviewing, right? 
I mean, so far. Although I feel, I feel like you guys have yet to watch Birdemic Shock and Terror, though. What's that? <laughs> the one he wanted us to watch. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, I had no, no idea. I have not watched Birdemic Shock and Terror. Not. Okay. Not even close. So I had this long, I was busy at work that day. I'm like, oh my gosh, Alan's tweeting me, better put everything down, you know, so I can tweet back. And I don't know, maybe I, I was half ready to ask you guys, should I reach out one more time? But I, I felt like in high school, we asked the same girl out 50 times and she keeps saying no. I mean, or, or gives these weird answers. I mean, what, what else are you going to say, you know? Hey, if, if you're ready, you know, I don't know. So, Alan, thank you for bringing us Sledgehammer. We appreciate that. Great show. Funny on that show. Just say yes or no. I mean, don't. Not just maybe thing. Did you ever specifically <laughs> ask him to be on the podcast? Yes. Uh, okay. Would you like to come on? The door's okay. always open. All right. um, can you call some of your friends? And Alan definitely knew that Amory Martin didn't have a Twitter page or whatever. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Reach out to Angela Cobb. She she started Angela retweeting Cobb. some of our back and forths with Alan. So maybe okay. Try. Yeah. If you go back, yeah, if you go on your notifications, Angela Cobb. She retweeted one of our exchanges with Alan. So maybe she's intrigued by it. She's a stand-up comic. Is she intrigued? Maybe we could have her on so we can analyze her conversation with Alan Spencer. <laughs> Do you think she knows Alan? Is she buddies with Alan, or is she just like, what it's a weird person? That's how she found it. And, okay. Um, so, who's this other guy? So, maybe Angela's a fellow Sledgehammer fan and was like, but I felt like I was going to the. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I thought I was going to the Wizard of Oz. I thought I was approaching Spielberg, but I unveiled the curtain, and Alan Spencer was just a guy tweeting about weird stuff that I never heard of before. I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. We, he we also gotta... had mentioned. He also had mentioned that he had recorded commentary for a couple of uh, Marty Feldman films that were being re-released on what was it? Was it Kino? I don't know. It was a uh... He was mentioning the the distributor, uh, so he actually did a couple of the commentaries because after after uh, Marty Feldman has passed away, he was very good close friends with Marty and knew him during those times while those films were being made. So uh, he recorded some stuff and knew some good stories. So he was trying to you know advertise a little bit of the stuff that he's been working on more recently. But but, but that's, what, have... that's what you got to do. He's hustling. It, Just because you don't care about the Marty Feldman films, okay, it's but, not his fault. But it's been great to reconnect <laughs> with you in the past, what's it been, a few months now? I mean, I, I'm serious. I'm not joking. I love reconnecting with you. It's been a while for you and Paul, too, right? I mean, you guys haven't yeah. talked for a while beforehand. It's okay. been a while. So say you reached out and said, I want to do a Steelers podcast. You know, because we, in essence, invited you on the Steelers podcast. You accept it. It's great. What if we responded by saying, yeah, that Uno movie. What if they remade Uno into a movie? Or what about, <laughs> you know, Poland, you know, <clears throat> relations with Germany in 1985? I mean, you're like... <laughs> Okay, I like Paul, I like Chris, but I talked about a Steelers podcast. 
I mean, that's how fall. But I'm here talking about Germany. That's what. <laughs> that's what I mean, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm sure Alan said other good stuff, and I'm sure there's a little bit of frustration saying, "Why are people bugging me about a show I did 30 years ago?" I I, I totally get that. But when I'm asking you about Sledgehammer, don't come at me with, hey, me and Marty Feldman are tight. Okay, I, like, I'm like... <laughs> well, you're, we're bringing up this thing that he did 30 years ago, and he's like, hey, if you like this thing I did 30 years ago, here's some other stuff that I'm doing right now. This is that's the hustle of the business, man. Why you gotta... Uh, but I like David Why you gotta Roche. take it out on this poor guy because he's doing his job? <clears throat> Do you think David Roche starred in that movie? Do you think Harrison no. Page starred in that movie? No. About poor Emory Martin. I mean, yeah, Al was quick enough to say, "I don't oh, think she." Address or <coughs> I don't think I don't know if she does anything anymore that has anything to do with with Hollywood. I think okay. she gave up on Hollywood, which is totally reasonable. Anybody who's in Hollywood <laughs> and eventually says, "Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore," I get it. But I felt like Indiana Jones trying to crack some secret code or something. You were. You were very much like Indiana Jones. I know that's how you like to picture yourself. Yes, yes. You have the hat, you have the whip, the whole whole nine. Right. Right. You have the child nearby who drives for you by tying boxes to his feet. Please tell me you don't have your kids do that. I'm not calling um, anybody (laughs) Nazis because I know Indiana was fighting Nazis a lot, but I, I, I don't. Well, there you go, Alan. Just, us- it, oh. we, we've tapped into a, another Chris pet peeve, just like the yes. two Marcus Allens, which uh, I don't know if you saw the, the message I sent you on Twitter, oh, I like uh, that, yeah. but the the Orioles played the Pirates in spring training. Yesterday, for the Orioles, Evan Phillips was pitching to the Pirates' Philip Evans. And the headline from the no. Pirates was the world was wide enough for both. Chris, what are your thoughts on Evan Phillips picking the Phillips Evans? Well, the only thing about that is at least those are two guys I haven't heard of before. I mean, you know, I've heard of Marcus Allen and I've heard of Mike Sullivan, but it's still troubling. It's still troubling. They should have changed no the name for the game. should have the same name. So yeah. do not thumb through the phone book. Whatever you do, well, don't but, thumb through the phone book. Man, it's it's filled with people who have the same name. But they're Just pitching long, against each other in the game. Right, but they're them. but they're pitching against each other in the game. But they're yeah. both in a book. I mean, there's other Christians. They all live in there. the same city. Okay, the dorkiest thing ever did. I'm gonna admit a... this on a podcast. I once thought it'd be cool if I would friend request other people named Chris Pew. And I actually some of them accepted that. But after somebody while, did that to me. There were there was a group that was started for a whole bunch of Joe's Frosts. Yeah, but after a while, I'm like, how how dumb is this? This is so ridiculous. Very, now, I will dumb. say, what got me f- laughing, and poor Kelsey Grammer sitting there going, man, I tuned in because I thought they were talking about Frazier, and now they're talking about names and Alan Spencer. Who, who the heck are these people? I guess we won't have Kelsey Grammer on our podcast next week. But I was just- totally <laughs> expecting that he was going to yes. be on our podcast next week. I bet Kelsey would even say yes or no. I don't think Kelsey would be like, hey, check me out in in Ford Fairlane or whatever else. Well, we have to in. push Kelsey Grammer back because Elizabeth Olsen is coming on next yeah, week. Yes, right? yes, yes. <laughs> That's a joke from our other Steelers podcast where Paul wanted uh, – says Elizabeth Olsen will come on our podcast yes. before Juju Smith-Schuster be signs with yeah. so I'll check Before Juju Smith-Schuster comes on our podcast. <laughs> 
But but the dorkiest thing I did was like a friend requested people with the same crispy name. Oh no, what I was gonna say, uh, rabbit hole I went down. I YouTubed my name, and I thought it was really <clears> funny to play it for my wife. So there was a a black comedian named Chris Pugh, which was funny. Like so, I heard him, and this lady's like the funniest man ever, Chris Pugh. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Um, <laughs> you need to take that audio. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're leading. Right, right. Or the, um, yeah, because that's the only one that would ever say crispy is funny, <laughs> which is true. I'm not <laughs> being silly. Um, no, but the, um, what else was it? Oh, there was, a, okay, I don't mean to be gross with this. I thought it was just kind of funny. Uh, you know, those like health commercials that come on for the Cleveland Clinic and other places where they have doctor. Okay. Well, this was a woman's doctor. Well, the woman's doctor name was Chris Pugh. And my wife thought that was really funny, saying you would have no idea about being a gynecologist. <laughs> and there was a guy saying, "Hi, I'm Chris Pugh. I work on you know, I help women out in their time of distress." And my, my wife laughed at that. So, all right. What if I started a Facebook group for all the Paul Yancheks in the world? Yeah, I mean, would that be a one man so, club? Or... So both of you could get together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many Paul Yancheks there are. That would be interesting. <laughs> There was a Chris Pugh. I your son, your son's not Paul Yanchuk Jr., is he? Because then it's just you and your son, and then then you already have a chat on your phone somewhere where it's just you and him. But it's not a junior. Okay. Well, honestly, friend requesting Chris Pugh's was awkward. I once had a Chris Pugh on Twitter get mad because he used to be a spokesperson for um, this um, fireplace company and sold fireplaces, and they saw me in an article defending the fireplaces and they got mad and said, I can't believe I share a name with this punk that, you know, is a spokesman for this company. It was really weird, but I don't know. All right. Well, we got 20 minutes left on this podcast. We haven't even gotten <laughs> to what we're starting to talk about. So the review podcast, which I guess we're reviewing each other's names and all, all the fun we have, Alan Spencer. So Alan, you've been reviewed. Sorry. It didn't go well, but you're still welcome to come on the show. Uh, just don't expect me to tweet you 50 times this week about it. Um, but wanted to talk this week about Frasier, which, guys, I'm in the Frasier. I'm good with it. Um, it's been very – it's been a nice show to kind of binge while I'm working. Um, you know, I've seen the shows a million times. Very good acting, very good – I mean, I miss, I, I love the characters, you know, in case you don't know what, what Frasier is, um, you know, uh, Kelsey Grammer played um, Frasier in Cheers for a long time. Cheers ended, they decided to uh, spin off Cheers into Frasier, did really well. Uh, Frasier goes across the country from Boston and Cheers to Seattle, becomes a radio host. Um, he's has his dad living with him, um, and... It, kind of an evolving relationship with his dad, his brother, his brother's interested in their home health care worker, and just lots of stuff going on. But it was a great episode, show. Um, Paul, were you a, a Frasier guy? Oh, yeah. Love that show. But just the, uh, the, the interplay between just the common Joe dad and these two uptight uh, right. psychologists – for sons uh great show a uh, couple uh i think one plot mistake i think as the show went on but uh, overall uh, easily one of the best comedies ever what was the plot mistake i felt like the niles daphne plot yeah. once i think any show once 
once there's that romantic tension, once the the cut they couple up, it things kind of go downhill from there. So, uh, but the other I felt like that became too much. Of a yeah. But that? the backside problem to that is there's no way they could have sustained that will they won't they for eleven seasons, which is what they ended up yeah. with was eleven seasons of the show. Right. So every show has that relationship that you know, and it was a lot of Cheers writers came over to to Frasier since Cheers ended. And then Frasier's began the, the next fall, and they all still liked working. Um, there was the Sam and Diane tension, the same thing. You know, the, the show is built around that kind of romantic tension the, and the interplay between those people, getting them close and pulling them apart is part of the shape of any the start of almost any television show. And the question is whether or not, you know, it culminates. And then once it does, then what do you do? Uh, right. And so that that was their sticking place. They're they're backed into a corner because eventually that's going to have to do something. Because initially they weren't they they played with that a little bit, but I don't believe that was their intention at the beginning of the series for that to be a thing. It's just something yeah. that the David Hyde Pierce was so good at playing that bit the little extra longing takes that he would make when Daphne would go by or Daphne saying something that was a double entendre that, that uh, he could respond to the writers just got into, uh, into that, uh, that bit and loving writing it. And so it just grew. And then you're in a place where you're going to have to do something because Niall's relationship with Maris the joke was that Maris never appeared in 11 seasons of the show. There was never any Maris. Um, and so, yeah, with an absent character, that is his wife and all of this tension being built up with Daphne, it's going to have to culminate at some point. And then once it did, you're right. It lost something. Yeah. yeah and, well, you know, I think it'd been, I'm trying to think if, if I'm a comedy writer, what I may have done with Frasier is have like one night where, like maybe a season finale, let's say season seven or season eight, wherever it is, have them hook up, you know, and and it's the season finale, and you're all excited, like oh they finally got together and great, and then the next season premiere, have like Niles wake up, and it's a dream. He just imagined the whole thing, and it goes back to his frustration, and then you could went back to the three years of Willie or one thing. So season seven's a little bit late in that cycle to pull that okay. stunt. <laughs> I don't know if you get to. I don't know if you get to season seven without well, doing something that gets you to that place. Yeah, but yeah, that's a decent. That's a decent trick. But then people get really, really upset with an ongoing show that it was just a dream. That's well the, it, anymore. That that's a tough one to pull off and have and not lose viewers because they'd all roll their eyes at the. Oh, it was just a dream. Uh, and I believe, and I, I don't want to be wrong about this, but I'm about to be. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that right at the time that they got together was when Jane Leaves got pregnant. Really? And okay. yes, in real life, she got pregnant. And that every time you have that female character on a sitcom and the actress gets pregnant, now you're constantly thrown into the game of how can we have her still be in the show and not show that she's pregnant? She carrying boxes, she carrying a tray, <laughs> all of her shots are up here. 
Uh, she goes on a vacation for a week and she's just not in that episode. You know, you do all of those things. But what Frazier chose to do was have her struggle with weight gain. Whoa, okay. And it became a bit that she was eating all the time and then feeling bad about eating. And so you end up, they finally gotten together and then you're in this awkward storyline where all of her shots are weird. And now you're, you're dealing with how to talk to her, the having Niles have to try to talk to her about weight, gaining weight when that's not really what he cares about. He's just concerned for her because I don't know why she's going through this right now, but it was right at the time, you know, that they finally got together and then she got pregnant. Uh, so yeah, it became a real awkward time to try to carry that romantic relationship through when all of that stuff is going on behind the scenes. Right. It's interesting. Um, you know, the show goes off the air and, you know, it's one of those shows that we're like, man, I guess it wasn't a ton of thought. Maybe once it went off saying, Hey, maybe we'll come back. It was just, Hey, this was a great show, whatever. And we'll see what happens. There was reports over the years that, they were interested in bringing it back, but apparently they couldn't find that right place. And I actually, if I can find them, I'll, I'll put them in the notes for the podcast. There were actually two interviews, one last March and one last October during the pandemic, where you see a lot of reunions happening via Zoom that they upload to YouTube. They did that with Frazier. Uh, they had, uh, you know, Kelsey Grammer, Jane Leaves, David Hyde Pierce, Perry Giplin. Uh, that played Roz. Um, sadly, obviously, John Mahoney couldn't be there because he's passed on the dad on Frazier. Um, it was ironic because at the end of the October reunion, they were like, well, what would happen with this? And then they all pretty much said together, man, it'd be nice if we had a reboot or, or maybe it's time for a reboot or something. Here's what I think happened, okay? So why we're doing this is Paramount, about two weeks ago now, uh, they're the new, I guess, CBS All Access, the new improved CBS All Access. They're bringing back Frasier, which I was initially excited about. I'm a little weirded out, though. Seinfeld, you get $100 million from Hulu to be the exclusive rights distributor. I mean, they're paying tons of money for these shows. Frasier, for some reason, you can watch on every streaming service, which is good for us. Because we like Frasier, it's good to watch it. But it seems to tell me that maybe Frasier never had the allure, maybe, that some of these other shows had. Because if they had the allure, somebody would be offering a lot for the exclusive provider, right? Or am I looking way too much into this? It's really hard to say what what goes on behind the scenes. It has a lot to do with the producer the production company that did it versus the production company that did Seinfeld. Uh, it's weird because both of those shows were highly successful shows for NBC. And it's weird that CBS All Access, which is now Paramount Plus, is going to be putting on that. It's hard to say if it's because producers from the original Seinf uh, the original Frasier are now in relationship for producing shows for CBS and Paramount. And so that's why that show has now gone over there. The distribution okay. rights of stuff, it's just really, really hard to tell why. Because there's there's a lot of material that was on NBC that suddenly started disappearing from other networks. Uh, the Office coming off of, of yeah. Netflix, specifically so they could repopulate with exclusive contracts um, 
the the the, the Peacock Network. Um, but it may be that the producers of Frasier took lower numbers from a lot of different places and made up the same amount of money by distributing rights to a bunch of different places instead of trying to get trying to negotiate one specific exclusive deal. Uh, it's just the way the money splits up behind the scenes is super weird. Okay. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I'd rather see shows like that on a bunch of streaming services. Not yeah, like it's I now agree. where we have to subscribe to 50 different ones to get the show. Right. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And I, the, I all the ones that used to be on Netflix that now aren't. Right. Like The Office and uh, The West Wing are two shows that I basically watch in perpetuity. Like I'll just put yeah. on The West Wing to play while I'm washing dishes. Like it's music for me. Uh, but that moved to HBO Go. The Office moved to Peacock. And it's like, ah! <laughs> now I have to have three different subscriptions just to watch the stuff that I would normally watch. Well, it would be guilty of this. Um, you know, we've tried a couple different formats. We tried a one-off food show, but we're a we're guys that like to get together and talk. We're not a multi. I mean, I wish we were a multi-million-dollar podcast, but we're not a multi-million-dollar podcast. And it's only one million dollar. Well, here's a perception I'm getting. I'm glad Fraser Fraser coming back in some veins better than no Fraser. Okay, I'll, I'll admit that. But here's the thing that bugs me. So Paramount Plus is starting a new network. I think last week is when the network launched. Well, you've got to have announcements that make people happy. You know, we're yes. bringing this back. We're bringing that back. So from what I heard, Kelsey Grammer's not acting as much as some of the other people on the show. So, you know, we all want work. We all want a job. So, you know, Paramount comes, and Kelsey's been talking about a reboot, if the time's right. Well, Paramount come the right time. He's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm in. Let's bring it back. From what I understand, not many other people have been contacted. And when I say many other people, I'm talking Perry Giplin, who played Roz. I'm talking, um, you know, Daphne. I'm talking about Niles and the other people. So Bulldog. Right. Well, nobody <laughs> knows. And it's weird because nobody's been announced. Right. Which tells me that Paramount was in a... a, a you know, a hurry going, all right, let's announce this because it's going to look good if we announce this at our, our launch date. And, you know, I'm sitting here going, wow, is there going to be new Frasier available right at the launch date? No, it sounds like they just signed a deal, but they just have a deal with Kelsey Grammer. And right. already, Jane Lewis has said, hey, I'm on a different show right now. Yeah. I'm not going to leave my show to go back to Frasier. So it sounds like, unless they give Jane Lewis a lot of money, you know, there may not be a Daphne. I'm not hearing of anybody else. I'm not hearing of Ross. And then right. I, I saw an article where Kelsey Graham was saying, hey, there could be major changes. So is Frazier moving well, somewhere I, else? You know? <clears throat> what I, the things that I've read and so the things that I've started to piece together based off of things like you're saying, not there aren't any other of the key people from Frazier that have been signed back on behind uh, the, the actors. There's a couple people behind the scenes, some writers that have been hired. Right. Um, and so they're, they're moving forward with some of those. The thing that I caught from what uh, Kelsey Grammer has talked about, he's talked about this being a, the, a third act of Frazier's life. So the first act would be his life in Boston with the people from the gang from Cheers. The second act being when he lived in Seattle and had was taking care of his dad and being close to his brother and family there. So it seems to me, 
as though Act 3 will probably be in an entirely different city. Um, I think it's very possible that the other leading actors from the show, if they are not available, uh, they are more likely to end up coming back as guest stars. Okay. The way that Woody Harrelson would come over from from Cheers and uh, um, what's it, Lilith, um, his, his first wife and his son uh, would okay. show up. I think they're probably likely to show up like that. And if they are available and want to, I'm sure the writers would love to to have them on more regularly. But if they're already booked with other things, then it's probably going to be them coming back sort of one at a time, maybe Daphne and Niles together uh, if they're available. But I wouldn't be too surprised to see Daphne come for a visit and Niles come for a visit for a totally different reason, you know, because just because their schedules don't coincide. So I think he moves to a different city and is on to something else entirely. Well, and I'm hearing money is a factor too. I mean, when Frasier was popular, they were getting tons and tons for a show. Yeah. And, hey, Paramount Plus probably doesn't have the money that NBC did to pay him at the time. I mean, it's like Juju Smith-Schuster. We talked yeah. about him on the Steelers podcast. Yes. Kelsey you know, Grammer and Juju Smith-Schuster are very much the same person. Well, it sounds like <laughs> – well, I'll put it this way. It sounds like Kelsey is different because Kelsey is actually coming back for that pay. It's like David Hyde. Well, I think I mean, he's probably not going to get a lot as an actor, but he's going to be a producer on the series now. Right. So that's that's going to be where he gets his money. Uh, so the beginning of these things, there's probably not a lot of money there for to pay all of the the main right. people to come back, uh, which is another reason why you start over with a, another cast. Um, but then you know, over time, once the show is successful, then you have more of money available to do things. I don't know. It's. Uh, it's it's interesting to try to imagine what the new series is going to be, but you know I think he's been playing that character so long. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just likely to be a lot of the same thing. All of the the Cheers and Frasier both are master classes in the structure of short form farce. Uh, the, the way that the farce structure works in these those scripts, uh, they perfected it in Cheers and then utilized it in Frasier. And I can only hope that if he does another series, the writing is as tight as it was on, on those series. The other thing I know that was a major important thing for Kelsey Grammer for a long time, when Frasier went down, um, went down, I mean, they decided to go off the air. It's not like they are canceled. Um, uh, when they went off the air, that was the beginning of a major shift in the way that shows were made a shift away from what's called three camera shoot where you have, this is filmed in front of a live studio audience. You don't really do that much anymore. Those are very rare shows. Most of them are one camera shoot. It's shot like a movie um, arrested development. Um, when that started to, to get big, that a lot of television shows switched to that modern family. And now it's like all over the place. Um, I can, I would firmly believe that Kelsey Grammer in coming back is going to want to shoot a three camera in studio live audience show. So I totally expect it to look like that and not, you know, 
to look like a more contemporary show. I think it'll be kind of a throwback. Um, he tried to get another television show, not as Frasier, uh, somewhere in there, but it got lost in the mix and just didn't catch on because all of the shows at the time were now one-camera shoot things. Well, Paul, here's the billion-dollar question. Um, you know, I wasn't a huge Cheers guy, but I guess for Cheers fans, you know, you probably saw Frasier for the first time in the show and said, who are all these people? But then you grew to love them and accept them and everybody else. So in what Joe's surmising and what I can kind of guess from reading the media reports myself, so we may have Kelsey Grammer, we may have an entirely new group of sidekicks with an occasional appearance by, you know, Roz, Daphne, you know, Whoever, I mean, would you accept that? Are you are you running to get yeah Mob Plus to see? Because really, I, I don't know if I would get it just for that, but uh, I think that would be. I mean, I watched Cheers when it was on. Um, when they announced a Frasier spinoff, it was like really. I was like, I don't. How is that going to work? And it was, I mean, a huge success. And so I think taking this third act of Frazier's life in a different direction, I think is probably a wiser move than trying to recapture the glory of uh, the heyday, uh, just go in a different direction with it. Um, and again, uh, Joe talked about the writing. If the writing, it, I mean, I, I look back at Frazier and I think the episode that most stands out is a, a group of them went to a ski lodge and in the middle of the night, they're all sneaking into each other's rooms, trying to hook up and, Finally, they all run into each other out in the hallway, and Frazier loses. Like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that everyone, nobody was coming to look for me? <laughs> so, um, great episode. I, I think they can, you know, I, I think it's it, it's probably better to go in a, a fresh direction with it than trying to just pick right up where they left off. Uh, I, I think that would open up more doors and more opportunities as long as you have that great writing again. So you're saying like Kelsey Grammer is a good enough actor to carry on whoever he has with him. So I mean you can you can flank him with new people, write a storyline, it would work. So even if Alan Spencer yeah, I, I thought, comes, if Alan Spencer comes like <laughs> Kelsey's coworker, <laughs> can Kelsey make that work? I mean I, really I, I honestly when, an actor. when I, ended, I was like, really, how are they gonna build a whole show off of Frazier? He was just kind of this yes. such a side character, it was hard to imagine. And obviously they went above and beyond what I expected. And so I think and he I, could pull and I think it off that, with the brand new The nature of his character changed a little bit as well. They they fleshed him out some because he was a side character. It's like imagining trying to watch a whole show that was based on Norm. Like right. the no, the thing that's funny about Norm is that he's only there for a couple of minutes, and they all they all yell his name when he comes in, and then he does one quick joke, and then he just kind of disappears for a while. Like I can't imagine watching a whole thing with him. Uh, yeah, I would be. I'm interested to see because now it's what twenty years later, so I'm interested to see the shift in Frasier being more of the older character. Like I would hate the idea of if if they stayed what with what they were doing. Uh, you know, you don't have the character of Marty there anymore. Uh, so what do you do? Find another old man to just insert into the story the way that if when, uh, you know, Bill Cosby's kids grew up, then uh, you had to get some other kids in there because you had to have that kid element. You know, that's that's 
it's 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 weird to just try to replace things that were such an integral part of that story right. not having marty there who is the normal person you're where you can get jokes on both sides where from marty's point of view that the the his sons were completely outrageous and then watching marty from the son's point of view where him and that old chair and that dog uh was completely outrageous also you're not going to have the dog right <laughs> You have to have a different dog, yeah. or maybe now it's a parakeet. I don't know what you do, but I think it's the point is that it will end up being some other place and have a completely different vibe to what this story is now. I'm just hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's not a weird money grab, like where they just do memories of the old Frasier. Like, what if, because again, with it being streaming, who knows? It could be like a five episode season. I mean, it doesn't have to be we're ordering 500 episodes. Hopefully, they don't do like flashbacks of Frasier shows or whatever. You know, like, right? Uh, I was trying to think of my dad, and then it goes, ooh, and then you know, oh no, and they like cut, they cobble together footage of him. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's terrible. Um, I was trying to think of what the shift uh, might be uh, for a character who is a psychiatrist. Because in the old series, in, in Cheers, you know, it was traditional psychiatry, you know, lay on the couch and whatever else, which is not really what people have done for a long time, but that's the trope. Uh, and then it shifted to the radio program that he had. So I was, I'm, I'm curious to see what they move forward with as what the 2021 version of that would look like. Does he do his, all of his things over Zoom? Maybe he now or, teaches psychology at the university. Maybe he teaches psychology at the university. That's or that's, he's a he's a podcaster. I mean, Ray has been you know times. That's that's the you thing know. I'd be most important interested in seeing. I podcasting is so much my world now that I think it's very important to see podcasting be more uh, part of the mainstream popular culture. I saw a story, <laughs> um, and we've talked about this too. Space Jam Two is coming. And the plot line is, um, like, Le- LeBron James is starring, and he's struggling to relate to his young son, Dom, who's more interested in playing games and creating games than playing the games. So, you know, Space Jam 2, first movie in that series in 20, 30 years, we got to go internet-y, techy. I mean, are we, are we going to do that with Frazier? Are they going to bring back his I think son? You, I think and- you couldn't ignore... All of that. You know, I think you couldn't ignore the realities of 2021, especially if he's going to continue being a psychiatrist. Uh, I mean, I think that's important. And one of the articles I saw did actually mention the fact that, you know, he does have a son uh, and we're likely to see him again. Maybe part of the move that he makes is to be closer to his son again. Or when he finds out that his son, who's probably by this point grown up, you know, it may be that we find Frazier much more like being Marty to someone, maybe not elderly, maybe not uh, 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 with health issues, but uh, he may move in with his fine manufacture some reason for him to move in with his son. And his son could be Frazier. He'd be his son. And his son works construction and you gotta, you gotta reconcile uh, Frazier with what his son's choices were. He's a pro, and Frazier's in the weird chair, and man, <laughs> or or you know, Frazier's a podcaster. You know, he was. Or Frazier, I think we just keep guy. we keep expecting that, 
and we're going to be disappointed. We're going to say, you know what they should have done? <laughs> well, we're in COVID, so we can't, you know, film crowd scenes or whatever. You know, it shows there are realities to trying to film something yeah. this fall. Yeah. Kind of like we record ours, but you watch the video and you could bring in guests. I mean, heck, the three of us could play, you know, where we each come on and say some crazy thing that, you know, Fraser talks about. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, that will see. That's why I think if he does his sessions virtually, because they got that was a, such a huge thing throughout the series of Frasier was all of the callers eventually were famous people. Yeah. And so it became a game of what famous person is calling in now. I think we're going to see a lot of cameos because of something like doing sessions virtually, or it could be a podcast or, or a streaming service thing where he's got a show. Um, but that was a huge element to the original ser to that series. So I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't keep doing it. Paul, last question. And I know you got to go and yes. I, I've got yeah. somebody text me about something. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I think David Hyde Pierce, we also do a Steelers podcast where the big Steelers news is Juju Smith-Schuster. You're like, I don't know him. I'm into Frazier. He's a receiver <laughs> that wants, he wants to save his current team, but his market value is way too high, so he probably won't come back. I think David Hyde Pierce is Juju Smith-Schuster of Frazier. I mean, yeah, I mean, if somebody comes up and says, do you want to be on a show again with Kelsey Grammer? He's going to say, sure, I love Kelsey. We have fun together. But, you know, Niles is going to be like, dude, I want, you know, a million per episode. And Kelsey's going to be like, hey, Paramount Plus doesn't have the budget that NBC does. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if David Hyde Pierce is going for top acting dollars at, at this point, but I uh, so I, I don't know if he's going to hold out for the biggest contract. <laughs> I hear that's a that's a concern. I mean, that's why something hasn't happened yet because they all want to come back, but I think they all want too much money, and that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, it's probably reality. Let me check Perry Gilpin's Twitter just to make sure she has she has a main announcement. I mean, Perry really doesn't say anything else about it either. I, I don't know, guys. I, I'm intrigued. I, I think Paramount just jumped the gun. Paramount said, hey, let's make the announcement without even figuring anything out. And you probably won't see the yeah, new I think there's ways away for from... a year. Oh, yeah. You're away. There are ways away from rolling camera. Yes. Yeah. And, hey, give them a nice shot in the arm. We're talking about it. So mm -hmm. I'm sure other people are talking about it. And... It's good. So. It'll be fun to go back to this podcast when the thing actually comes out. What in the world were we thinking <laughs> a year, year ago? Alan will send us a link and go, yes, yep. I told you. I'm mm -hmm. in the new Frasier. We're like, well, hey. we. Oh, wow. I, I didn't see. Good. I never saw that that combination of Sledgehammer and Frasier before, yes. but it totally works. I can't believe we didn't think that it was going to. Frasier loves his gun. <laughs> Yeah, and again, we're calling the gun. The gun is what appears. None of the stars, none of the whatever. The gun is now, and Frazier is gun toting. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Alan did a show called Sledgehammer. We talked about last week on the show. We like Sledgehammer. We just had a weird experience dealing with Alan this week. Uh, so that's why we brought up Alan a million times with the Frazier thing. So I don't know, but 
Yeah, yeah. Real quick, like, so I guess Alan lost his rewrite of something. Like, I don't know. That was something going. I'll post my link to that thread, and you can figure out what the heck's going on there. I don't know. Maybe saying it's a message. <laughs> Maybe he's one of the writers of Frasier. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's saying, "Hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm so confused." Well, Paul's got to get out of here, and I got to figure out why. Yep. Who's texted me a million times? Um, so, hey, thanks for checking out the review. We're going to check out Cop Rock next week. Uh, yes, single cops. What could possibly go wrong? It is a drama. It is a musical cop procedural. <laughs> that was a drama. It wasn't. It wasn't intended to be funny. I think, Steve but Boxer. I have a feeling that when we watch it, we will find it funny. I, I think Steve Botchkow. I think he was the same guy behind. Yeah. Um, uh, a bunch Hill Street. Of Hill Street Blues. He's trying to do it. I'll text him, or I'll send him the Twitter, and we'll see. There you go. We'll see what. Maybe happens. you'll get the Alan Spencer treatment. You keep maybe, pestering people on Twitter. Maybe he's all working with Marty Feldman. Who isn't working with Marty Feldman? Give me a week and I'll be recording commentaries for old Marty Feldman movies. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Alan, that we ripped you, but uh, hey. You, you ripped right. him. Don't put it on us. <laughs> oh, it what, wasn't what us. Does it matter? What does it matter? Well, I'm going to tweet him a hundred times again and ask him. I'll tag him. I will. I'll tag him. I'll tweet him. Hey, I'll Sorry. tag him on Twitter. He doesn't get that many tag tweets. I, I think me and Paul get more tag tweets. Hey, I'm always Alvarez. looking for work. I'm a writer. <laughs> All right. Well, Paul's got to get out of here. Uh, so, yep, Paul, I'm out. for Paul, for Joe, this is Chris. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the review show, and thanks for watching our forces. Have a great one, and bye-bye.